0: I asked the, the Lord for a word for his body this morning and immediately I got Isaiah 43 verse 2 and this is what he would say, when you pass through the waters I will be with you and through the rivers they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. Amen. 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 If you'd like to stand for the reading of the word, I'm going to read the passage that my husband will preach from today. And it is from Psalm 92. It is good... To give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. To declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night on an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp with harmonious sound. For you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. O Lord, how great are your works, your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. When the wicked spring up like grass, and when all the workers of iniquity flourish, it is that they may be destroyed forever. But you, Lord, are on high forevermore. For behold your enemies, O Lord, for behold your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. My eye also has seen my desire on my enemies. My ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Amen. amen.
1: Okay, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you in the house of God. And I want to talk today to you about the great work that God wants to do in your life. Because David here is saying in verse 4, You have made me glad through your work. In verse 5, O oh Lord, how great are your works. And God has a plan not only to bring you to Christ, but he, he, he wants to do such a work in you that you are transformed into the likeness of his very son. But more than that, that you can say, my life is flourishing. Three times here, you see, and whenever you see uh, something mentioned twice, it's important, but when you see something mentioned three times in two verses, verse 12 and verse 13, the righteous shall flourish, it says. They shall flourish in the courts of the Lord. You shall be fresh and flourishing even in your old age. That it's God's intention for his people, his children, that they not only exist, they not only have a life like everybody else has, because his son said, I didn't come to give you that sort of life. I came to give you life in abundance, which is a flourishing life. God intends you to flourish. You should say to somebody, say to your wife or someone, God is going to make you flourish. He's going to make you flourish. Because that's his intention. When God created the world, he, as soon as he created, he said the world was not just good, it was very good. And because he made a very good world, he made the world very good because he intended that the people who dwelled in this, this, this good world would flourish. And so David says, here, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Now it's important, if you try to be righteous in your own self, just be a, someone who does good things, You'll never flourish like God intends you because the righteousness that David speaks about is a righteousness that comes only through faith in Christ. We in ourselves have no righteousness. We are born in sin. But our righteousness is imparted, imputed to us through the righteous one, Jesus Christ. When we put our trust in what he did at the cross, he imputes to us. It's like he is the moon. That The moon has no light of itself, but it receives its light from the sun. That's how we receive our righteousness. It is from the sun. But once you're in Christ, you are counted as righteous. And God's intention that you not languish, you not exist... David says here, the righteous shall flourish. Now, when I say flourish, important, we understand what the word means because the, the, the biblical word and the biblical view of flourishing is different to what our culture would define as flourishing. In the culture, our, our, the world would describe flourishing mainly as a material thing, a material prosperity, where I, I have my life is you know, uh, it's happy because um, I've got my swimming pool in my home and three dogs and everything's comfortable and convenient. That's how the world would describe a flourishing life. But to flourish really is far deeper than that. It, it is to live the life, the sort of life, that God intended you to live in the first place. That's what it is to flourish. It is the, the, the biblical word Hebrew mean, word means to thrive, it means to prosper, it means to be at your pomp, your peak. It means to overflow with abundance. And and David says here, he says, the righteous shall thrive, the righteous shall prosper, the righteous shall live like they're in their prime, in the areas of their ministry, their family and their work. That's God's intention. And he says, to understand what, how I want the righteous to live, he said, I, I give you an illustration, he says, the righteous will flourish, and he uses two analogies here. He uses a palm tree and a cedar tree. Now both of those trees are both very straight and very upright. the, the cedar tree is majestic; it's magnificent. Cedar of Lebanon's. That's there, what was cut down, and they formed the the uh, they formed the the foundation. They what the the temple was built with. And uh, there's a prophetic picture there. The house of God is built with these strong upright oaks or cedars. And he says the, 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 to understand flourishing, he says you can look at a cedar tree, strong and majestic, like a palm, both are like that, and uh, and that's what flourishing is like. And And when you look at a palm tree, a palm tree as we know there's no bends in them, they're very straight and they're very upright and at the, at the utmost, as they grow straight and upright, which is a picture of a Christian's life being righteous without any bends in it. He says that, that, that there's fruit on a palm tree. These are date palms that, that David's writing about. And the fruit is at the utmost top of the palm. And it's like... David knows that the, the, the more mature we grow, the more righteous we, we become, the, 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 the stronger we become, the more fruit emerges in our life. And he says, the righteous are like that. They're like upright, straight, fruitful, You know, a palm tree sways and it's gracious. And he says, you shall flourish like a palm tree. Now, I want to say some things about a palm tree that that we need to know because it describes what a Christian's life looks like when we are flourishing in the hand and the plan of God. And firstly, a, a, a palm tree... It can actually not only survive, but, but it actually thrives in places where other trees die in the desert. And the reason it can do that is because it doesn't have a tap root like other trees. It has this, this uh, kind of spaghetti root system, and it knows how to get down deep into the sand where any bit of moisture is. And that it can get to where the, 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 the water is. Other trees can't. That's, that's the life that, that, that points to a, a Christian being able to draw life from the Holy Spirit, the sustaining life of the Holy Spirit that other trees can't get. And he says the, the, the palm tree flourishes in places where other plants will die. And God's plan for your life is even when the economy is bad, even when the situation is terrible for the rest of the world, even when it, the rest of the world says the situation is becoming hopeless, jobs may be harder to get or inflation may be get, uh, getting higher and it's harder to get, you know, materials and there's, there's shortages and, and uh, standard of living or cost of living is going up and up and up. God says, my people, my people will be distinct and different. And Jeremiah, it says, Blessed is a man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. He shall be like a tree. There's that palm tree again. Planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green and will be not be anxious in the year of drought. Drought and heat comes. But this, palm, this psalm says, the, the tree which represents a righteous man is different. It will not fear. It will not be anxious because it will continue producing, it will continue being green even when the heat comes, even when the conditions are not good. God's people, God intends for them to be fruitful, to prosper, to flourish in all seasons, even when. All the circumstances and all the worldly conditions are against you. God says, He says, like the palm tree, you're going to be able to draw from a source of strength. Your root system is going to be able to go down and draw nutrients that come from God Himself. And you will be fruitful and green. All these, both these trees, by the way, are what we call evergreens. They're always green. They're always green, whether, no matter what the season is, these trees are green. And as I said, it's because of their root system. And, and a palm tree not only survives and thrives in all types of conditions, a palm tree is never uprooted and broken, particularly in storms. Every, every type of tree will go through storms, every person will go through storms in life. But David is saying here, the palm tree is like the believer. There will be storms that come, but the palm tree has an ability because every part of the palm tree is alive. That's why they've got those, those little sections, it's all alive. And when the storm hits the palm tree, it has an ability to bend more than 45 degrees. We've, we've been, I was in a hurricane once in Florida, and you see these palm trees, they, they're nearly on the ground, they're like that, and you think they're going to be uprooted, but they never are. And in fact, what happens after the storm, immediately they spring back. And God's saying the believer who is going to flourish in the hands of God is going to be characterized by, yes, you go through storms, but the things, the challenges, the sicknesses, the disease, the financial problems, the family issues that would destroy and uproot others will not uproot you. You'll go through your storms, but you'll bounce back every time. And you'll actually bounce back stronger. That's what the palm tree is. He's not immune from the storms. But he comes back. He bounces back. He's not taken out by the storms. You know, a, a palm tree also is uh, it's, it's, it's peculiar because other trees, their life system is on the outside. That's why if you cut them, you cut the bark deep enough, you kill them. But a palm tree, its life system is on the interior. And so it, it can be abused. And it doesn't die. It can be mistreated, but doesn't die. Because the life, it has a life system on the inside. And we are born again. We have the life of God, the Holy Spirit in us. And you can be abused, you can be mistreated, but not going to take you out. Because you have a life system on the inside, day by day. It is feeding you it's renewing you, it's restoring you. You can be cut but not killed. These palm trees, they actually produce, as I said earlier, they produce a a date, a beautiful date at the top, and the date is used for all sorts of things in the Middle East, for drinks and for salads and for foods. It's life-sustaining dates. And and when somebody is flourishing, they are fruit-producing. God has designed you. Jesus said he is the he is the vine and we are the branches and he's designed us to be fruitful. And f- a flourishing believer is not someone who's acquiring lots of stuff, but a flourishing believer is somebody who says The fruit of the Holy Spirit is being evidenced in my life. I can see I'm no longer angry, but I'm gaining self-control. I can see I'm no longer selfish, I'm becoming more considerate. I can see I'm no longer depressed, but I'm becoming joyful. The fruit there is, the Holy Spirit is producing fruit in my life and out of my life. And that fruit is not only for me, but it actually benefits and it feeds and it blesses other people. And you know, the, uh, the palm tree has something else about it, is that every single part of the palm tree, from the trunk to the leaves, they're all useful. They all have a purpose. Even the leaves, those palm trees, the, the, the palm trees are, are used to weave and make baskets and ropes. Every part of the palm tree Is useful, and the 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 flourishing Christian, the flourishing the flourishing life of the righteous, is a life where you are useful to God. God wants to. There's a usefulness you've been made for. God has made you a certain shape. He has gifted you, and every He wants to use you for His glory. And someone who flourishes. As I said, it's not because you've got lots of stuff. It's because the most flourishing people know they are being used by God. They've become useful to God. And God wants to use you. He wants to use you to save others. He wants to use you. To, he wants to use your life for his kingdom. He wants to use your life to bring others to his son. He wants to use your life to heal and to deliver others. And someone who is flourishing is of, knows they are of great use in the hands of God. I tell you what, the most blessed people in the world are people that can say, I'm being used by God. Just because you're a pastor doesn't mean you're being used by God. But when you are being used by God, that's so, that's so central to flourishing. And you know the last thing about a palm tree? The type of wood that's in a palm tree, it's one of the very few trees that do not burn. They do not burn can't make a palm tree burn because the righteous never burn in hell. There is a place called hell and every other form of tree. If you're not in Christ, if you're not righteous, there is a place called Gehanna, a place of misery and torment, which is eternal. And every one who's not in Christ ends up there, but the righteous never burn. They never burn. Eternally, we will never burn, but we'll be blessed. So God wants to, God God actually wants your life to flourish in and and for you to prosper. Whether the world says the economy is going to hell in a handbag or not, he says your leaf's gonna be green in season and out of season. You're gonna be like that palm tree. You know how to not only survive, but you can thrive in any condition. That's what a thriving person is. That's what a thriving Christian looks like. It's someone who, yes, you're gonna go through storms. But those storms don't break the person who's flourishing. The storms, you you bend with them and you come back every time. That's what a flourishing life looks like. Flourishing life, as I said, you you may be cut, but you're not going to die. You can withstand abuse. Flourishing person is useful to God. And you know what else, I just thought, you know what else, just come to me, you know what else is, is about the, significant about the palm tree which relates to a flourishing person? Is that when a palm tree comes together with other palm trees, they form an oasis. And they became a place of renewal, refreshment and revival for others. El- Elam is called an oasis. It has springs and 70 palms, 70 flourishing Christians who, when they come together, form a place of shade and refreshment, revival for people that are looking for Christ. I I, I want to just ask you today, would, would you describe your life as flourishing? Do you, do you believe that you are flourishing in the hand of God? Because I've met many Christians that mo- are more, they look more like they're languishing than flourishing. And that's not God's plan. And they say to themselves, "Well, this is just the way that it's meant to be. You know, we've we're got the winds of hell against us. We're fighting all the time. We're just meant to survive. That is not the point. God wants you to flourish and thrive, not just survive. That's his plan. Three times, David says, the righteous shall flourish. You shall flourish. Continue to be useful. Continue to be green. Continue to produce fruit. Every part of your life useful. Cut but not destroyed. Bouncing back from storms. But you know, there's a reason for this. And there's a reason why some believers flourish and some believers don't. Because every promise of God, there is a condition attached to it. And in here, you see, David says, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Now, the courts of our God and the house of our God are synonymous terms. They're both the same thing. And David says, those who will flourish are planted. Planted. In fact, when you become a Christian, the first thing that happens to you, really, you're transplanted. You're taken out of the world, the kingdom of darkness, and then you're planted into the kingdom of... Of God, you're actually planted in Christ. That's why Paul uses the term "we're in Christ." So we're transplanted. That can be that can be uh, you know, it's new to everybody, and you can't plant yourself. It's a work of grace. God plants you. He takes you out of the world and he transplants you into the kingdom of God. It's all His grace. It's all His work. But here it says, it's not only being planted. In Christ, that's important to flourish. He said it's we flourish when we are planted in the house of God. And the house doesn't mean a, just a physical building, house of God, what it means, it, it refers to the church. And the, the word church, Ecclesiastes, means the people of God gathered. You flourish when you are planted amongst the family and the people of God. There is a great connectivity between planting and flourishing. You cannot flourish if you're not planted. The reason is that palm tree that all the good stuff happens to, when it's flourishing, it has a root system, this spaghetti root system. It has to go down and find the nutrients. And the good soil, there's only one place the good soil is found, and that's in the church. It's in the family of God. When you come together and you hear the word of God go forward that doesn't return void, when you gather where the Holy Spirit abides, where you gather where we form together, we are not a club, but we come together. Michael is an elbow, Effie's a toe, Kevin's a foot. We together we form the body of Christ. It's a mystery. But when we gather, we form the body of Christ. And it's in this place, it's in this place alone that we plant ourselves that we may flourish. And I believe this is so important today. So important that we know how to draw spiritual nutrients. It's in the house of God. That's where we gather in Bible studies. When we come together in a prayer meeting, we are not doing social business. We are, we are feeding our root system. Because if the root system isn't nourished, the plant begins to die. And the church, the church is where God has placed the best soil. There is no other place to get the good soil. Turn to Jeremiah 29 this morning. It's so significant for us, this passage, because everybody knows Jeremiah 29. If you've been a Christian for a while, you know about the passage where it says God has a plan to prosper you. We all know it very, very well. We've quoted it. My thoughts that I think towards you, peace and evil, to give you a hope and a future. It's all very, very true. God is... I see this sign on, you know, Christian... Number plates and stickers on the back of cars. God has a plan to prosper you. His thoughts towards you are for peace, not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. It's such a wonderful promise. But not many people realize this promise is also conditional. And it was spoken to a people in their second choice world. It was spoken to a people that were about to go through are circumstantial difficulties. This was spoken to the exiles that were going into Babylon. And God is saying to them, I'm going to take you into exile, but in exile, I'm still going to prosper you. Because God can prosper you anywhere. God can make you flourish anywhere. And he gives them conditions. He says, you're my children. No matter where I put you, you're going to flourish. Haven't you noticed that the Jews flourish wherever they go? The Jewish people flourish wherever they go. Why? Synagogue's the key. It's the center of their life. House of God. But God's intention, he said to the people of Babylon, even though you're going to go through uh, difficult circumstances, you get, I'm going to put you in a difficult context, the Babylonian system of darkness, you are still going to flourish. And he says to them, there's a number of conditions. You see it there. He says, um, I'm going to plant, I'm going to put you there, build houses, dwell in them, plant gardens, eat their fruit, take daughters, that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased there and not diminished. There it is, that you may flourish. And he says, in order to flourish, he tells him a number of things. He said, seek the peace of the city, which have caused you to be carried away. Pray to the Lord for it, for in its peace you will have. In other words, don't just make your life all about yourself. Look to pray for and be a blessing to other people. He says to them, when when I put you in that place, be a blessing to others. Then he says to them, he says uh, in verse 8, Don't let the false prophets that are in your midst deceive you because of the dreams that you have. In other words, if you have carnal dreams that are not God's dreams, you empower false prophets. And he says, don't listen to false prophets because in Jeremiah's day, God had put him in exile and said, you're going to be there 70 years. And the false prophets always say, no, it's not right. You're coming back to Jerusalem. They always try to be positive and they're saying no. And and they were saying all these things that the, the, the exile is going to be short. And Jeremiah says, no, it's 70 years. And he's saying, don't listen to false prophets and you'll prosper. And Jeremiah is giving them the key how to flourish in exile. How to flourish in a society which is anti-God. But he said the very first thing that is required in verse 5, he said build houses, dwell in them, plant gardens and eat their fruit. In other words... If you're going to flourish, no matter, no, no matter where God puts you, if he's put you there, plant yourself. If, no matter where God, if you know God's put you there, plant yourself. Plant yourself where God has put you so that you can flourish. And I believe that God has, this is what he was saying to the people of, of, of Israel, uh, no matter what the circumstances are like, if I've put you there and you plant yourself, you're going to flourish. Doesn't matter what's going on in Babylon, you're going to increase, you're going to not diminish. I'm going to make sure of it. I will make you flourish. And see, it's so important. God has a place for you and I, to worship, to fellowship. God has a place for every believer to grow in, and it is called the local church. And you cannot grow. I'm hearing more and more people these days, so I've heard a lot of people say these days, after the pandemic, I'm doing God on my own. If you have that attitude, particularly people out there listening on the internet today, if you have that attitude, you'll only languish, you'll never flourish. Because the only place where God has placed the nutrients and the soil, Christianity is not an individualistic deal. It has always been about the family of God. It is a corporate enterprise. We form the church when we come together, when we love and be loved, when we share and share with others. It is in the coming together that the body of Christ manifest. The Holy Spirit abides and that is the only place where the soil for the nutrients is found. You may exist, you may say I'm gonna do it on my own, but you know what's happening these days? People don't have the revelation of needing to plant and if God has led you here to this church, what I will say is plant yourself, get yourself, make yourself a regular attender, get yourself in a home group, come to the prayer meeting, get to know people, do life with the Christians that God has placed around you you won 't flourish, you won 't flourish without that. If this is not where God has led you, go to the place where God has led you and plant yourself but it 's very important that we plant ourselves in order to flourish. Because these days, there are so many believers who, at the slightest, at the slightest hiccup, offense or whatever, will uproot themselves. I'm up, I root, root themselves. And I uproot myself, and when you uproot yourself, your root system is damaged, and many people You know when you look at a plant in the garden for it to become healthy, its root system has to be established, has to go deep, and that takes time. But I I say today, and and it's been said many times, the trouble with the contemporary church is instead of Christians being planted, we have pot plant Christians. I move myself over here. I move myself over here. I move myself over here. And then we wonder how come I'm not inheriting the promises? How come I'm not being useful to God? How come I'm not recovering from the storms? How come I don't get hurt when I get cut? How come I don't prosper in all things? How come all this is not happening? It's just theory. It's because you're not planted. Only the planted get to flourish. And I, I just feel today, there are so many people that have decided, and I'm speaking to people online, to do church online. I, I want to tell you, you can't serve from your sofa. You do not serve from your sofa. I, I believe that the internet is useful. To getting the gospel into the third world and the developing world. And when people are sick, it can buy a place of feeding. But it is never meant to be a substitute. And many people today are deciding to serve from the sofa. And I want to tell you, you'll never flourish there. Christianity is not about convenience and comfort, it is not a place. It It is not for the consumer. Christianity is not for the consumer, it's for the contributors. We come to church to be part of this mysterious supernatural thing called the body of Christ. As I said, Michelle is a foot, I'm an elbow, Scott's a thumb. And when we come together, he is the head, he is the cornerstone. But collectively, we become his body and he abides in our midst. There is nothing on the internet which will ever take that place. Nothing over the internet will ever compare to a physical coming together of the body of Christ. And and if you are sick and you can't come to church... Praise God for for internet services and Zooming and streaming and all the rest of it. But I'm very tempted to cut off the live streaming because we do not want our people saying, it's Sunday morning, do I do it on my sofa or do I come into the building? Do I become a consumer or do I come and become a contributor? The only place you're going to flourish is when you gather with the family of God. Because this is the only place which is the good soil for that palm tree. And we don't want to have a a body of watchers. We want to be engaged with one another. We want to be the family of God and we are the family of God. We come to serve one another. We come to build up unity together. We come to share and carry each other's burdens. We come into home. I tell you, what, we have a home group on a Thursday night and the Holy Spirit's moving in that place. The Holy Spirit's moving in that space. We share with one another and tell stories and testimonies and we speak the word of God over one another. I want to tell you, this is a place where our Christian lives get fed, where our root system is strengthened, where that palm tree starts to go up, where we start to become fruitful there is only one place that that can happen and that is where, where we gather with other believers. So I, I, I believe Jeremiah is a word for us today. Jeremiah 29. God has a promise. He has a plan and he has thoughts towards everybody. He is a good father and his thoughts are that the righteous will flourish. He wants you to flourish. His intention is for you to be like that tall, straight and strong. It speaks about righteousness. That tall, straight and strong trunk of a palm tree. For your life to be pure and holy and set apart. And the more you grow into that, the more fruit there is at the top. His intention was to make you fruitful, produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit and make your life fruitful to feed other people. He intends to make you strong that the storms that uproot and take other families out don't take you out. He intends to make you into the person that can not only survive but thrive in all economic circumstances because your trust is not in the things of men, your trust is in the holy God. He intends to make you collectively, not a singular palm, but part of that oasis that provides blessing and shelter to others. He intends to make... Like that palm, every part of it is useful. He intends to make you useful in His hands. For you to have the satisfaction when you go to bed at night saying, I am useful to God. I am forming a purpose, I'm being used by a purpose unto heaven. I'm performing what I was shaped in the womb to do. I am being, this is what it is to flourish. This is what it is to flourish. And although I may get hurt, the Holy Spirit is in me and I recover every time. I can withstand abuse. And my leaf is always green. You know, David says in this psalm, before he says, the righteous self flourish, he said, I have been anointed with fresh oil. That's the last part. But that's really the key to flourishing. The key to flourishing which provides everything to the palm tree, all that that the palm tree is, is because it receives its life from the living water under the desert. That is the anointing. It's fresh every day. That's the key. Holy Spirit. But here's the thing He says, I've been the righteous flourish and the righteous are anointed. But only the planted get anointed. I tell you that. Only the planted get anointed. Only the planted have fresh oil every day. Only the planted have their root system deep in God, deep in his word, deep in the fellowship, and are able to draw that living water every day. I just finished by saying, are you surviving as a believer? Are you... It doesn't mean that life is easy, but is the characteristics of the palm tree, can you say, that's me. I go through storms, but I always bounce back. I may be abused, but I always get healed. There's a life in me. I'm not subject to the world's conditions. I know I'm gonna prosper in any circumstance because my God is my provider in drought, or, it doesn't matter. I'm always gonna be green, and I know I'm producing the fruit of the Holy Spirit more and more and more. Can you say that? Can you say, can you say I am flourishing? I know some people feel like they're languishing that's not God's plan for you God's plan he says here three times my plan for the righteous is that they are going to flourish and I will suggest David says the condition for flourishing is only one thing those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish not if they shall, not might, they shall flourish. Have you planted yourself in the family of God? It's more than being a, I'm speaking about here, more than being a Sunday visitor, more than just saying I attend that church. It's, like, it, it's saying this is my family. God, you can't plant, this is where God has bought me. But this is where I'm planting speaks about commitment. These are the people around me I'm going to do life with. These are the people I'm going to pray with. These are the people I'm going to give with. These are the people I'm going to, I'm going to uh, pray for them. I'm going to share with and they're going to share with me. This is a place where I'm going to study the word of God. These are the people that I'm going to, 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 uh, to come to the prayer fellowship and, 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 and seek the face of God together. Because, as I said, that is the only place where the soil is for your root system that you may flourish. And I'm preaching this today because I I believe through the pandemic, one of the consequences is we say, I'm going to stay away from you. I'm going to stay away from you. I'm going to keep a little bit distant from you. There has been a separation. There's been a a damage done to commitment to one another. And there are people saying, I don't need to be part of a fellowship anymore. I can do it all online. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to give a gentle rebuke of that today. Maybe a stronger rebuke. And I believe He wants to say, This is the plan of the devil. The plan of the devil is to separate. The plan of the devil is to get you at home on your sofa. And it's the same. There is nothing like the body of Christ. When we come together, there is something supernatural that happens in God. This becomes the soil which is going to feed your root system to make you flourish. And there is no other soil. It is the church. It is the people of God gathered alone where God has Put you, and God says, This alone is the place, the base of human flourishing. So I believe God is actually saying to people today planting speaks about committing. Commit. Commit to to a home group, commit to the prayer meeting, commit to when the church gathers in all types of, you know, yesterday the ladies had a, had a place of time of fellowship and they had a teaching and a wonderful time. It was, it was a lunch they had. You know, Christ is in the midst of that. He's in the midst of conversations, in the midst of all of it. And, and this is the base. This is the foundation for the righteous to flourish. So I believe God is saying today, do not fall for the lies of the enemy. I don't need you. I'm safer if I keep you away. It's all from hell. I can can do this all from a distance. It's a deception from hell. The righteous will flourish when they're planted in the house of God. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let me pray for us. Father God, I thank you for each and every person here. And all who have believed in your Son Jesus, you have imparted to them your very righteousness. You have made them right with you. Hallelujah. Through the blood of the cross. Father God, they are not only accepted, not only saved in Christ, but we have been born into the loving embrace of our Father who wants his children to flourish, who wants his children to be upright and straight, bearing fruit, even in our old age, to be full of sap, patience and joy. Father, this is your plan, that your children not just survive, but they thrive in all circumstances because you are our provider, you are our healer, you are our resourcer. We are different from the people of the world. You stand behind us. You bring us through every flood, every fire. You protect us. You make sure that we are never destroyed, but we bounce back. Father God... We want to bless you and praise you. You are so committed to us. Your desire is for us to be flourishing believers. Father God, where people need to come back, to people need to reconnect. Father God, I bless you. You don't condemn us, but you convict us. I'm asking for rivers of conviction this morning. Where people have separated themselves, cut themselves off, uprooted themselves from the soil. Father God, that you bring a gentle correction, Lord. You bring your family back together in its fullness, Lord. That we may not have fingers and elbows missing, but the fullness of your body. The fullness of the blessing may be in our midst. Father, I declare flourishing over every household, over every business, over every family, that we shall be a palm tree fellowship, that in every storm we shall bounce back, in every wound we shall be healed, that we shall enjoy a supply that is not of this world, that we shall thrive, Lord, when others would not. Because you are our God. And I thank you above all, Father God, that like that palm tree, because of Christ, we shall never burn in that place. But Father God, we shall dwell in your courts. We shall dwell in your courts and thrive and prosper in your hand forever and ever because that's what you've granted us, Lord, in Jesus Christ. Father God, we bless you and we praise you. Your intentions towards your people are so good. I thank you for the areas that are about to flourish that have not yet flourished. I thank you for the fruit that's about to come that has not yet come. I thank you for the promises that you're about to fill that have not been fulfilled. Father God, I bless you and praise you that our destiny in Christ is to flourish and not to languish. You are good. You are doing something wonderful. Father God, as we go today, I ask, Lord, that for each and every one of us, that our root system will continue to go deeper. Father, deeper into your word, deeper into your presence, deeper into revelation that we may be a people who know that we are growing, who see the evidence by the fruit that is being produced, that we be a people that our root system is drawing the nutrients daily, and we can say, yes, I am flourishing in the hands of my God. May it be so for every single one of us here and all the people said, Amen. Amen. Get up and start to praise God because if you're not flourishing, you're about to. You're about to. God's going to do something deeper and He's going to do something newer in your life. He's going to do a new thing. Start to praise Him. He is good.